Welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, where I interview the absolute best health and wellness practitioners from across the globe to show you what they do so that you can do it too. This is because, like you, I did not always feel that health was easy. I had tried different diets, countless exercise plans, but often felt misled by an industry that thrives on you not really getting healthy and always spending money on the next new thing. Because of this, I'm getting bare naked on health and pulling back the curtain to show you that being truly healthy is simple. Wherever you are in your health journey, I want to show you that with minimal effort, you can get maximum results and do what you love, play with your kids, go for a hike, and crush it in your business all while feeling great. To give you a kickstart, I encourage you to go over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to get the top 10 world-class nutrition tips from the experts that have been on the show, and you will see what simple health can be. Hey guys, I'm your host, Nick Horowski, and welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, episode number 61. In today's episode, I interview fitness and holistic lifestyle coach, Claude Petrullis. Be sure to stick around for the end of the episode to find out Claude's favorite memory, who in history he would most like to have met, and why you need a little more me time. Alrighty guys, on the line today for another episode of the Bare Naked Health Podcast, I have Claude Petrullis. Claude, first question I ask everybody who comes on the show, tell us about your health journey in 10 sentences or less. Oh man, 10 sentences. Um... Okay, I hope this isn't sentence one. So <laughs> I, I started out um, very unhealthy, very just video games, pizza, Mountain Dew. That was pretty much my whole life up until 1920, roughly. And I had battled depression, anxiety, everything. Then around 21, 22, I saw a commercial for P90X, and I'm like, I want to look like these guys. And as I started exercising, going through the program, just you know, being more fit and mindful of what I eat, it, it turned into kind of, you know, it just turned my life around. Like all of a sudden I, I was, I was happier. I was more active. I was able to do things I wasn't able to do before. Like I, I could climb up a flight of stairs without losing, you know, my, my breath and, you know, having a heart attack, all that stuff. I started working in the fitness industry, selling fitness equipment. From there, after a few years, I made the jump to becoming a personal trainer. And I worked in a big box gym, and now I run my own training company. So, yeah, here I am. Very yeah. nice. And what has that evolution of your uh, own company even looked like? What is your training company all about? Well, my company is, is mainly, right now, it's it's just me. Probably next year I'll have to rebrand and not just have it Coach Claude. I'll, I'll have to hire people. But right now it's just I'm trying to fix people not just with you know that are overweight i'm trying to fix their, their lifestyles i'm trying to fix them emotionally it's it's all wrapped into one and i think uh, paul checks hlc class and his exercise coach classes have really resonated with me and i've brought a lot of that forward and and that's how i work with clients so every topic is is open to me if somebody's having a bad time with their family i'll i'll discuss it you know if if somebody's um trying to lose weight i'll help them with that so i I try to be the, the go-to. I, of course, refer out when I need to, but I, I like the holistic approach. I don't just like, yeah, let's get you a set of bigger biceps. You know, fine, yeah. Now, for yourself, you seem, uh, I've looked a little bit at the website, which, when's the new one going to be up, by the way, so everybody could see it? It's going to be up probably mid-May. Should be up by the time whenever this is up. All right, so this, this might be out around then or just after, so yeah. everybody can go over and check it out then. Uh, yeah. But even some of the stuff I was looking at, it seems like you're into a lot of, like, kettlebell training a lot of body weight training yeah uh how is that when is that all what started with the p90x or you've kind of taken that to a whole new level is that is that one of your favorites there well i love body weight training because i'm kind of the mindset if you can't control your own body and what it's doing you shouldn't add load or weight on top of it which is a um a classic mistake a lot of trainers and just new people in the industry or even new people in health and fitness start with you know they're like oh okay it says to squat here I'll, I'll add 30 pounds on and then they're just reinforcing a bad movement pattern and I'll, you know, then, then it sends more business to you and me. So, <laughs> so, I mean, it's a good thing 
but it's also a very bad thing. I prefer people didn't do that. But the body weight stuff, I just love it. I love being able to control my own body. I, I love doing these tricks, pulling out a handstand. Um, I was out at uh, a Lululemon store the other day, and I was just like, I need to test these clothes to make sure they work properly. So I, I went upside down and did some handstand stuff, and everybody kind of stopped and looked at me like, this guy's weird, but, you know, it's an exercise clothing store. So, you know, um, that was fun. Now... The kettlebells, I just, I've always kind of seen it around and and I was fascinated because it's not your typical barbell, it's not your typical dumbbell. I don't mind kind of the the, the meathead sort of um, ideas, you know, and kind of relations to the barbell and dumbbell, but this looked like they were agile people. It's people who could, you know, touch their shoulder blades. It's it's not people who can scratch their own butts or whatever without (laughs) a stick or something. But yeah, I just it just looked awesome. So I connected with uh, the Agatsu crew here in Canada, and I went to Montreal for a week. I trained with them for for yeah five days. It was amazing. So then I ended up following them halfway around the world to Iceland and then to LA, and uh, they put on some awesome events. Um, and I know this is audio only, but I'm wearing an Agatsu T-shirt. It's probably my favorite T-shirt. It's so comfortable. Now, what what exactly is uh, the Agatsu uh, training philosophy, or what are they all about? They're pretty much from the same mindset that I am. It's it's controlling movement, controlling your body, and it doesn't mean being fantastic just in handstands. It means being good in all aspects, and that's kind of what this whole movement culture that's coming about is is made of. It's being able to do a handstand, being able to do a back squat, being able to run, just being able to be a fully rounded human. It's I, I don't want to say it's kind of like the idea of CrossFit because I've, I've got my own um, biases against CrossFit. But it, it's if people think of CrossFit, think of it kind of safer. And this is this is what happens. We're very movement quality based. And that's what I love, you know. No, I think that movement quality is something that's an overlooked component of just about any fitness program, whatever it might be. Like you said before, and and I think it needs to be reiterated because if you're not moving properly with your own body, yeah, what else really matters? I mean, start start there and then add the load. But it's yeah, it's let it be fluid. Let it. I I love that idea of just the movement quality aspect of it. Are there any uh, movements that you see where all right? People just need to start with this, or like there are a couple base things that uh, you yourself even started with before you started progressing to others. Then, well, I think right now the big two that that I that I teach and I, I really I focus on these a lot, and people can kind of get you know tired or upset or, or whatever at me, but I don't care because these are super important movements. The first one is the squat. If you cannot squat properly. It's like 50% of your movement right there. You know, if you, if you can't sit in the chair and get back out of it, you're in trouble. And I don't care what anyone says, the squat is, is one of the fundamental movements of, of the human body. If you look at everybody in Asia or if you look at, at different countries that aren't as developed as, as North America and s- as smart as we are with our chairs and all this crap, um, <laughs> they're able to, to sit, you know, butt to ankles. And you show that to somebody here and they're like, Come on, that's, there's like it's a trick or something. They're like laying on their back, like like, like no, like so that that's that's number one. Number two is the deadlift. If you're not able to stabilize your core and keep it in an upright position throughout that kind of that, that movement, I find it ties into everything else. So that ties into posture, it ties into your core working, ties into your butt working. The deadlift is is before I always said the squat is the king of the exercises. I think the deadlift is the king. The squat is the queen. So, I mean, you need both of those to kind of rule the kingdom. Oh, and then bicep curls. I think those are my my favorite. (laughs) Joking, but... uh, In all seriousness, now what what would be your favorite exercise for yourself? What do you love to do? My favorite is is one of the hardest things... Actually, uh, can I say two? Ah, come on. Yeah, All right, I'll it. say three. Go for it. I'll say three instead. No, um, I'll just stick with two. So the first one I, I found it, that's quite problematic is the um, well problematic that I find difficult, and I, I'm just stupid. I, I love doing things that are hard for me, so I, I just keep banging my head against the wall. That's fine though. Uh, number one is the front squat. So barbell front squat, back squat. I was able to back squat. You know, whatever three three hundred pounds. You know, that was all fun and stuff. Somebody's like, oh, okay, try the front squat. I'm like, oh, okay, looks easy. I loaded on, I don't know, like one or two plates. So that's, I was probably around 185 to 225 in terms of weight on, on the bar. Mm-hmm. And 
I just dropped like a sack of potatoes. It is such a completely different movement. I wasn't able to keep my, my, my core upright. I, I, was, I wasn't able to stabilize my abs. So I started out with a bar and now I've, I've built my way up to front squatting my body weight. But yeah, it's, it's uh, number one. And then number two is the, uh, the pull-up. I, I love the pull-up. It's a fantastic exercise. Like 95% of people do it incorrectly. Um, they, they try to, I'm going to do this on the camera, people won't be able to see, but they try to kind of pull themselves up and over the bar where they're, they're hunching, their shoulders are almost touching their ears, and it just, it just looks like the ugliest thing in the world. Uh, if people go on Facebook, um, they'll see a, a, my profile video or whatever you call it. It's me doing a couple of strict pull-ups. So that's from a dead hang. You start the movement, pulling with your shoulder blades, pulling with your lats until your chest touches the bar. And your, your back is back the whole time. There's no rounding. You don't look like, um, you know, a, a turtle or, or whatever at the top of the pull-up, which a lot of people do. Uh, I hate to make fun of them, but you got to clean up that form. If, if you can't do it, you have to do some regressions or, you know, just think, be mindful of, of your movement. You know, if you can do 10, you know, crappy pull-ups, you can probably do three decent ones. So, yeah. All right. So speaking of turtles then, uh, mm. what would you say, what animal best describes you? Man, I'd have to say um, a liger. A liger? Yeah, a lion and a tiger. Why is that? I'm, I'm joking. It's a stupid line from the poem. It could be. No, I, I got the line, but hey, maybe the liger does best describe maybe, it. Maybe it does. Um, you know what? I, I like both my horoscope signs. I've got my uh, Chinese uh, zodiac ones. Uh, it's I'm a rabbit, and then I'm a uh, Scorpio in the whatever, astro astrological North American side. So I kind of like those. They kind of describe me well. You know, I'm cute and fuzzy. And at the same time, I'm kind of an asshole. Um, <laughs> so, um, not saying all Scorpios are assholes, but it, it is definitely part of my personality. I mean, I like people who believe in this stuff. They're like, oh man, yeah, you, you are a Scorpio. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm not a Leo or or whatever. Like, yeah, so. Yeah, um, if you if you merged a rabbit and put a um, a stinger on its tail, that's that's me. Yeah. So no maybe some claws instead of paws. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like this. I like this exercise. I'm visualizing here all sorts of. Well, then how do you how do you embrace? I guess the Scorpio. Like you said, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, that's me. But how do you make it you? What what it really uh, epitomizes the Scorpio of you? It's just being honest. You know, being brutally honest and and just if like today I was I was helping out a uh, a girl at the gym with her kettlebell swings because I, I saw it look terrible. So I went over and I'm like, hey, could I help you with your kettlebell swing? She's like, yeah, yeah, I kind of don't want don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, yeah, I can see that. So like, I'm, I'm kind of, some people, I mean, people don't call me a dick, but they probably think it a lot. <laughs> um, so I, I'm not like, you know, like, you know, Sheldon from, uh, what's that show? Big Bang uh, Theory. Yeah, the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not as bad as him, but like, I'm pretty honest. I'm, I'm pretty relentless and people... I don't know. They, they love me for it. They hate me for it. And I'm okay with that because it's me. I, I feel free when I do it. I don't sugarcoat things. And why should I? So then if you're uh, almost like maybe that hard candy shell, uh, what was the last time though that you were completely wowed by somebody and how did that make you feel? Hmm. Wowed by someone. Yeah. In a good way. Not just like, Oh, uh. I want to like go correct what they're doing. Something like that. Like something blew you away. Oh, because I was going to say, I was driving the other day, and I saw somebody pull a U-turn almost into another car, and I was like, wow. But uh, you're probably speaking about um, fitness-related stuff, yes? No, it doesn't have to necessarily be that wowed from the sense of just like, wow, that was just amazing. Like something really cool that you saw, or mm. somebody did for you, anything like that. Well, I have to say, my um, Czech exercise coach uh, class last, I believe it was February. Yeah. Over there, the, the teacher, Ashley, she was fantastic in her knowledge of anatomy and the way she, she brought it to us and, and postural assessments and, and everything. She actually found out that I had a, um, a slight scoliosis and I've been to physios before. This has never been you know found. And then she pointed out to the class and I wasn't sadly a part of the crowd that was watching. I should have gotten a picture or whatever. Yeah. But everybody's like, oh, we can see it now. We can see it now. And I'm like, see what? What the hell's wrong with me? So, yeah, it was just amazing. Her mastery of the human body and, and all the stuff she does is, is a place that I'd love to be. So it was really inspiring. So then what are you doing right now, maybe in your studies, to get towards that point? Well, I'm, uh, I'm constantly going through the exercise coach material. I'm working on studying anatomy. Right now, it's kind of taken a bit of a backseat because I'm, I'm 
trying to actually uh, build my my own podcast with uh, Brian McKay. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I, th- I think he's been a guest on your show. Yeah, a few months yeah. back. I don't remember the episode offhand, but yeah, if anybody yeah. goes and searches for that one, another great show, absolutely. Yeah. Brian from uh, Pain Free Fitness. So um, he's an awesome guy, and I think our our personalities are similar, but at the same time different. Like we're on the same level, but we're into different things. Okay. So um, he's a little bit more. Um, how do I put it? He's more drawn back, and I'm more like in your face. Mm-hmm. And he's. Um, He's kind of the brains. I'm kind of the brawn of, of, <laughs> of, of, of the thing. So um, I'm kind of just this caveman swinging around a stick, and he's kind of the one that's like kind of pushing me to wherever I should swing the stick to. So no, no, it's it's been an awesome experience so far, and uh, yeah, I, I I love it. I just we're having a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's yeah, that's yeah. very cool. Sorry, did I answer your question? I, uh, I totally went off on a tangent there. Yeah, I mean, but that's what it's all about. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Okay, let's actually bring it back. Well, yeah. even just when you're talking about that, it, it got mm. me thinking to, uh, well, I was asking you about what like, am I maybe doing your to? areas of study or what mm. you're doing to progress towards that right now. So if you want to answer that or I can ask you other well, stuff. Um, I'm, I'm going to start studying for uh, Czech Practitioner Level 1. Mm-hmm. So I've got that course and I believe it's October or November. I've got a goldfish memory, so I, I just keep me on track if, 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 if I start going off. So uh, that's a lot of anatomical and, and postural and, and assessment sort of stuff. So um, and that all all goes on top of learning and becoming hopefully half the professional and half of the the technician that Ashley is. So yeah, it's pretty cool. And I'm just connecting with people and I'm constantly trying out new things on my clients. So they're kind of like my my guinea pigs, but in a good way. In a good way. None of them have died yet from my experiments. So. Let's try and keep it that way. Yeah, no, it's it's usually prevents lawsuits, which ugh, who needs those? Now, what's the most recent uh, change you've made for yourself? Then the most recent one is more lifestyle based. So I've I've been getting more sleep, and it's it's made a huge impact. I'm always this one that preaches, you know, sleep, diet, um, stress reduction, movement, and while I I do the other ones quite well, the sleep I've always fallen off of. I've always found better things to do, right? And in this world, we're, we're trying to be so productive all the time. I think we just need more me time because we're busy from 6 to 6 or whatever our schedules are. We're just on all the time. And if we're not sleeping, if we're not meditating, if we're not recuperating, we're burning out. And last week, I, I, um, I kind of hit this point where I, I got sick and I constantly get sick. And I'm like, why do I get sick? It's because I push myself too hard. I don't sleep enough. My diet and everything is, is awesome. Um, but it's just work and working out. Yeah, those together. It's a lot of uh, a lot of yang, a lot of fire, and yeah, it just uh, it turned into some 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 tinder. It turned into some ashes, and now I'm just trying to build myself back up. And sleep's an integral part of it. So, what about your sleep practice? Have you changed? Just, Is it just the the length? I mean, or anything you do before it. bed? Okay, prioritizing it, and um, I do now have a. I guess a routine when I wake up and right before I go to bed, I've, I've actually got a five-minute journal yeah. that I write in. And amazing tool. Uh, I practice gratitude and appreciation. I've been practicing it before, but I've never written it down. Mm-hmm. And this has just made me happier overall as a person. So I do that before bed and when I wake up. But now instead of, I don't know, playing Call of Duty or whatever, I still I still love to indulge in those stupid games. But I'll say, okay. This is my last game of Call of Duty. Then I'll read for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, and, and go to bed. Yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm trying to trying to actually just schedule it in, you know, kind of like I would schedule a client or schedule an appointment. I just schedule it in. By 10.30, I want to be in bed. That's like the latest. Just making time for it, showing that it's important. Because if you don't make time for the things that are important to you, they're not really that important, right? That's uh, pretty true, yeah. <laughs> you can always yeah. say it's okay, I value health, I value fitness, whatever, yeah. but if you're not you, doing it, yeah, it, it kind of speaks volumes uh, and comes about pretty quickly. Mm. How do so, you like my cup, by the way? I, I was actually looking it. at that. He has, it's an anatomy it, cup, so it's got a skeleton. A detailed anatomy cup there. Oh, yeah, like it, it even shows like the parietal and frontal and, and all the bones in the head. It's pretty cool. Um, and then other parts, it's just you know, your, your peck. So, but so no, does that make good. you smarter drinking from that? You know what? I wish. I actually I try not to look at it because it makes me remember how much I still don't know about the human body. Uh, I just try. I just do this so I look more professional and that I look smart. You know, 
it's kind of like having a diploma. Like you might have just had somebody write your exams for you, but as long as you look smart, that's that's the part that matters. All right. Well, talking about uh, remember then, what is what's just your all time favorite memory? Holy moly, um, dude, I'm a goldfish. I, I I barely remember what I had for breakfast. Um, so what'd you have for breakfast then? Okay, this this was actually a pretty good memory. I had four eggs, um, sunny side up, with some kimchi and an avocado. Pretty simple. Uh, I put a lot of spices on my eggs. Um, I, I use this one called real salt, mm-hmm. uh, and it's got like a it's all purpose seasoning. It's by big company called Real Salt or Redmond something. Right? Yeah, Redmond. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So amazing. I put that on everything. I'm probably killing myself with having too much of it, but that's fine. Um, but my favorite memory, man. Oh, um, you know, I've got to say one of my favorite memories because uh, it's kind of like you know trying to talk about your kids on the air you know it's like oh what's what's who's your favorite kid it's like oh my son and then your daughter's <laughs> like what the hell i hate you and then definitely you become their non-favorite parent and anyway all, all sorts of problems so one of my favorite memories was going to iceland with the agatsu crew and uh learning from magnus for magnuson and uh yes. hapthor bjornsson so that was uh that was pretty badass what yeah. was the uh, biggest takeaway from either one of them just consistency man like these guys are in the gym every day these guys are, are, are training or you know they're they're working on their craft they're working on what they excel at every single day and it's just if you want to be at the top tier of something you have to love it and you have to you have to be on top of it you know you can it's like um there's a story of uh anything i think uh eddie van halen right he got his electric guitar at i don't know 12 or 13 or, or whatever and he just played it instead of going out playing with other kids he just played it and played it and played it and then now you now you listen to him play and you're like holy crap it makes sense this guy that was his life you know and while these guys do have pretty well-rounded lives i'd say they've just their, their consistency and their dedication to what they're doing that's why they are where they where they are and uh being a viking and a viking blood probably doesn't doesn't hurt but uh <laughs> it's probably they, they start out at you know out of the womb bench pressing 200 pounds so makes me feel like a baby um (laughs) yeah but no um iceland it was it was amazing awesome awesome time um we did some awesome stuff there we learned gymnastics from sean lind uh we learned some plyometrics and and, uh track and field stuff uh we we learned kettlebells we 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 had a whole whole awesome time there but but the big thing um and why i signed up was to go train with these vikings these viking strongmen and so badass Where's uh, one place you haven't gone that you would like to go? You know, there's uh, here. Here I go. I'm gonna give you two. Uh, Thailand. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, shit. I just said shit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Thailand, um, Hawaii, and Japan. Those are my three. All right. Um, well, let's let's hold on. Let's break it down then. All right. Give me uh, maybe like the reasons, but also what you think you're going to learn when you go to these places. All right, so uh, Thailand, I'm probably going to learn how to um, not get whatever crazy bacterial infections or whatever they have in, in the water. I'm sure the resorts are clean, but I- I've heard you've got to take a lot of shots before you go there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I- I'll learn how to relax. Hawaii, I just want to kind of, I-, I don't know if they allow this, but I kind of want to rent a red Ferrari and drive around like Magnum PI and just feel like a badass. Uh, Tom Selleck. I can't grow a mustache for the life of me. It, it looks like I'm I'm uh, gluing on like some some fake fur or whatever. His mustache is still going strong too. It's majestic. It's majestic. Like I look at it and I'm like, man, if if I had a tenth of the testosterone that you have in one of the hairs of, on your mustache, I'd I'd look like Arnold. Well, I wouldn't look like Arnold, but I, I'd, I'd be pretty jacked, man. Like no, but anyway. Um, so Hawaii, just because it looks so peaceful and and people have talked about it and I've, I've seen pictures and I've seen videos of surfing it's just amazing uh, and then Japan I'm a big um, what are they called Japanophiles or whatever <laughs> like it's yeah it's uh, Tim Ferriss is definitely one but he spent some time there when yeah. he was uh, a, a younger younger man so he's coming from a place of advantage but I just love the culture I love the people um, I, I interact with Japanese like students all the time and I'm just like holy crap it's just like the movies I was a big um, like manga nerd and anime nerd and you know just, just loved all these um you know samurai stories and comic books and i was like damn um but yeah i just i just love it the technology 
the way that everything is and, and how diverse the land is in Japan. So Tokyo, there's your hub, there's your, your city, you've got everything you'd ever want to buy, you've got robots probably policing the streets now, I'm not sure what they have over there. And then you go to uh, <laughs> like Osaka or Okinawa, right? And there are these smaller places, there's onsens, like hot baths and stuff. And I, I would just love to you know spend a couple weeks there and just explore the country. Um, and swear at people in Japanese because those are the only no words I know. But eh, you know, but they're, they're so nice that they'd probably just like nod their heads, bow, and walk away. So, or come back and just cut you with a samurai sword or something. I, I that that could be a thing. They might just have them on them. So it's a land of samurais and ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everyone knows that I'm I'm joking. There's obviously um, more than samurais and ninjas. Godzilla is also there. <laughs> anyway, before I get before I get ninja stars thrown at me the next time yeah, I, I don't step think up, you're going to be allowed in now. Uh, mm -hmm. But we did talk about okay. So the the diversity of the land. Uh, what's what's your favorite part of nature? What is the most beautiful thing to you in nature? Well, back in the day when I was a depressed teenager, I used to hate nature, and I would play my Game Boy, whatever, um, and I would just kind of be head down and my parents would always drag me out to all these beautiful spots I would never even look around at. The closest I would get to nature is sitting under a tree using the shade so I could see my Game Boy and play in it and play with it. <laughs> um, but now I just love going for hikes. I love going for hikes. I love seeing waterfalls. There's a great place by uh, by Hamilton that's, that's near Toronto area. It's like 45 minutes away. And it just it's so peaceful. You just walk the trails and you just hear the birds singing and Man, it's, it's, it's what I've been missing because I've been surrounded by technology. I've surrounded myself with technology my whole life. And just to get away and disconnect and be part of the, the natural world, it, it, nothing beats it, you know. Being able to do what you want to do also, like I can, you know, run up a mountain. I can, I can do whatever because I've, I've taken care of my body now. I'm, I'm fairly fit. So it's not like I'm limited to, you know, walking a, a, you know, a steady trail. Like I can go up a hill. No problem. Sprint down it for fun. You know, maybe do a handstand, look like an idiot at the top, whatever. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, it's pretty much being out there, being out there and moving around. What's your favorite maybe movement to do in nature then? We talked mm -hmm. about more gym lifts there. What about yeah. in nature? Uh, you know what? In nature, I, I've found myself doing either like a pulling movement, like uh, pulling myself on top of a tree or just, you know, squatting down, looking at a flower or a bug or a... You know, a cool rock. I don't, I don't know. I, I like shiny things. I'm, I'm like very simple that way. Um, I'll be the first to admit I'm simple, except for my taste in tea. So right now, when I'm actually drinking, yeah. Just in case somebody wants to know, is something called uh, Lion's Mane Mushroom Drink. It's by a company called Four Sigma Foods. I'm not affiliated well, with them. I think they I, just changed their name too, didn't oh. they? Maybe. Oops. Uh, no, it's it's some it's right along the same. It's like sigmatic foods or something. I'll, I'll uh, have to look. Put yeah. it in the show notes. But yeah, whatever. So anyway, I pour this into a uh, warm glass of water, and uh, yeah, I love it. Lion's mane is, is probably one of the the supplements I find for myself that that gives me a good boost without any jitters. You know, and it just makes my makes me less of a goldfish, which you know, is, is nice. Now, have you tried any other uh, mushrooms either? experimenting with them or just as medicinal uses? Uh, I, I've tried, um, I have not tried the hallucinogenic or magic mushrooms. Yeah. Um, I've, I've heard um, that they, they can cause some awesome effects, side effects, whatever. Um, but no, mainly I stick to like um, reishi and, and lion's mane. And, is chaga a mushroom or is it, it is. something? Yeah, okay, so now I'm trying the chaga you know, there's a new superfruit every six months, so now it's the Chaga Train. Um, maybe Asai <laughs> is going to come back, or the Goji Berry is going to come back strong soon. Well, you got to wait till you run through everything else first. Yeah, before you that's come true. Back it's kind of like fashion now. If you look, the '70s style is coming back. I'm going to be so, in fashion every 30 years. So, hey, you know what? It's I'm not let's worried let, about it. Let's hope you're in fashion four times in, in, in throughout your life. Maybe more. I was going to say. I think we can. We can how long do you different. think you have to live until until you can at least double your lifespan? Like right now? Yeah. Like, what do you think? Do you, do you think there's a set on that where it's, okay, if you can live until the year maybe 2075, mm. do you think you can now live to all of a sudden 150, 200 years old? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel like in the next 10 to 15 years, 
will see great life expansion and, and extension um, capabilities and technology. Now, I'm, I'm no professional in this, but if, if you're looking with, with medical science and just the, the way that, that people are going, if as long as you don't get some, some crazy um, disease or... Don't go to Thailand, then. No. Yeah, yeah, don't. Okay, I'm not going to go to Thailand. <laughs> you got to watch out there. Not everything is as it appears. <laughs> you might get a surprise if you try to, you know, uh, make friends at a bar. Um, anyway, <laughs> so as you can see, I'm just... Uh, I, I like to insert humor and uh, just make a jackass out of myself. It's, it's it's actually one of my favorite hobbies. Sorry, what was the question? How long? Yes, so I feel like in the next 10 to 15 years, we'll see some cool stuff coming along. And then maybe 25 years after that, we'll see some even cooler stuff going on. I'm not an authority on this at all, but uh, there's a guy named Aubrey de Grey. Yes. Um, I believe he's got a wicked beard. I, I don't know if he's still alive, but he should still be alive. He's working all this life extension stuff. Um <laughs> You know, he's kind of like the the poster child for it. So if he goes, it's like, ah, don't listen to that guy so much. But no, so there's a lot of people working in this field now. I think there's a couple uh, venture-backed um, companies that are looking into expanding life. There's a lot of places now where you can bank your stem cells, which is really cool. You know, you can take out your wisdom teeth. or um, So there's a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipeline. I just figure it's a, it's a matter of time until technology can can clone us or, or, or whatever or we can be put into our brains can be put into CPUs because technology is getting pretty serious so yeah that, that's my rant I believe yes we can we can probably live until 150 at, at, at this point like you know if, if you make it until let's say 20 2030 2040 you, you can probably double your lifespan hopefully hopefully we don't blow ourselves up before then what what are going to be the benefits and the negative, like positives and negatives of mm. being able to live that long. Well, positives. Um, well, being able to live long is is cool, but you have to kind of look at life quantity versus life quality. Uh, there are people in this world that kind of, you know, they live for you know twenty or thirty years, but they make an insane impact on on the planet, right? And then there's people that that live maybe a hundred years, hundred ten years. You know, they've done some stuff. They raised a family or whatever. But in the grand scheme of things, it's like, you know, they didn't invent a flying car. They didn't cure cancer or whatever, right? But meanwhile, there's, there's somebody that's going to come out. They're going to be like, all right, I invented flying cars. I cured cancer. Um, I'm out of here. And they die somehow at 30. So I feel like this technology will help those people live longer in order to give more back to the earth, right? So definitely pros like that. Like I'd love Elon Musk to to live forever. This guy has such a vision. He is, I've never had the pleasure of meeting him. I haven't had the pleasure yet, but the guy is a visionary, you know, and people were laughing at him. They're like, ha ha, you want to go to space? Ha ha, you want to build an electric car? Ha ha, you want to build a uh, solar, solar company? And now he's, I don't know if he's gloating or laughing back, but he's like, well, you know, it's just, it, it happened. I said it would happen. It happened. I don't he, think he even entertains the thought of those things yeah. not happening. And I can't even, you know what? I wonder what else is in his head that he hasn't even talked about yet. That's, that's the question. I think he's, he's, um, he needs like clones of himself to work on the things he hasn't started on yet because he's very much involved in all of these companies, you know? So, um, I, I figure 10 years down the line, he's going to be working on some crazy stuff. Like, I feel like him, um, Google, and probably the Amazon guy, uh, Jeff Bezos. Bezos and then Larry Bezos. Page and um, yeah. Sergey Brin. I believe there's a quote in Elon Musk's like, biography. Uh, I think it's by Ashley Vance. She, mm. I forget if she says it about, or if he says it, which of the Google guys he says it about. Uh, I think it's Larry Page. He's like, I think I'm afraid, or he's he fears that Larry Page is uh, building a fleet of robots to take over the world. <laughs> I read that. I read that. Um, what an amazing book. I, I, I have this bad habit. I kind of read like 50% of a book and then I, you know, I'm like squirrel and I go to the next book. So yes, I, I believe that is a, a true fear to have because at some point machines and AI, it, it's all going to happen. Like the, the sentience is going to happen. And, um, we might have rogue machines that, that try to save the planet by wiping out humanity, right? Save humanity from itself. And the best way to do it is just to stop us from wrecking the planet. So this may happen. Um, I, I hope it doesn't. I hope Tesla's autopilot cars don't start autopiloting into other cars. 
Um, well, Google's been the front runner in that, I think, right now. They they have been, but if you look at it now, there's all sorts of videos on YouTube on, of Tesla cars now. There's the new feature, okay. autopilot. There, there's a video of a guy sleeping on a highway, uh, and his car is just it's just driving. Yeah. He's just he's just passed. My favorite out. part about it is I think the two crashes for Google, at least last that I had seen, yep. were due to human error when they overrode the uh, autopilot system. I, I've heard that, and the one time a Google car got pulled over. But it's it got pulled over because it was going too slow. Oh, so it was it was kind of like one of those um, roadblocks. Yeah. But, um, so far that they've done amazing, amazing stuff. I mean, there's cars that can park themselves now, um, and you know, five, ten years we'll have electric cars, and everybody's just going to be happy. Um, hopefully. <laughs> Who so, knows? what's your definition of happiness? Um, just kind of being able to to not worry about the the, the greater issues of of the world today and just being able to enjoy life, enjoy your family and, and just live in a way that, that you feel is authentic, you know, and that's different for everyone. But for me, it's just, I love helping people and I, I do, I do think about the, the future and I do think about these, um, these greater problems like, you know, world wars or, you know, Ebola part two, whatever, um, even though it's, most of it's just fear mongering. But I, I do feel like, like, climate change, I feel like overpopulation. Oh, sorry, we've went on a crazy tangent here, just reminded myself. Um, I feel like a lot of this stuff, it's serious. And if we solved like half of it, we'd be pretty good. You know, we'd be pretty good to, to go back to this kind of like old Greek society where we're, you know, where we've got philosophers and that's like, that's just their job. They're thinking about the, the meaning of the color red or whatever, right? Um, but to, to go back to it, definitely... Um, Pros would be keeping people like Elon Musk around for a while, so they can they can crank out awesome things and, and help help humanity um, not destroy itself. And if you look at his business model, it's amazing. He's he's selling electric cars, he's helping the planet, and he's making a ton of money doing it. You know, and he went with the luxury market first, and hey, it worked out. And now the the lower end market. A couple of weeks ago, when the the newest one was released, or the signups for it, they're just raking it in just on oh, uh, down payments. I know, I know, and, and they're going to have trouble keeping up production. But um, this is amazing because I've heard he's had a ton of um, backlash from dealerships in certain oh, yeah. in certain uh, states, at least in the U.S. Um, and they're like, you're not allowed to sell um, Tesla cars factory direct. You have to have a dealership. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to jump through these hoops. And they're telling people, oh, he's making too much money. But meanwhile, if you look at the dealership structure, it's like, who's paying for that dealership, right? right. It's like, it's not, not Ford. Um, it's you. So now that's a pro. A con, especially if this, this technology becomes um, marketable to the masses and affordable to the masses, a big con will be overpopulation. It's already a big problem. Uh, we're expanding too fast, too much, and you know the planet can only handle so much of uh, of humanity. Um, we were kind of a, at least I, I think of planet Earth as an organism, and we were kind of a not a uh, pest, but we were kind of like this, let's say, bacteria, right? And now we've turned almost into a pathogenic bacteria. You know, assaulting the Earth, chopping it down. It's we're, we've turned almost into a cancer. I don't want to say that of all of humanity, but we are damaging the earth very badly. I remember 20 whatever years ago, there was a hole in the ozone layer. Apparently, it's gotten better, but we're still not slowing down. We're, we're doing a lot of damage, and if there's more of us and we're living longer, and especially the rich people that you know are, are contributing to the downfall of, of our planet and the environment, if they're living longer and they're you know they're not being taken out of the cycle to be replaced with people who who actually care about the planet, you know, we, we could see the end of um, end of a habitable Earth, you know, by, by 2060. You know? So let's spin that positively. What can yeah. people go and do right now to heal the Earth or just get on the right track? Well, number one, just invest in, in your local um, farmer. You know, find somebody who's doing things, even not organically, but like find somebody who doesn't use pesticides, who doesn't use all these crazy antibiotics and stuff. Just find them, support them. Vote with your money. That's the best way you can do it. So find a cause you like. Vote for it with your dollar. Number two is uh, plant a garden. Plant a tree. Go out in nature. Um, just kind of plant stuff there. I mean, go plant weed plants. I, I don't I don't care. Um, 
don't get caught doing it if you're in the U.S. or whatever. I'm not sure if it's legal there yet, but yeah, we're working it on it depends on the state that you're in yeah. and how many you're growing. And who knows. Oh, well. So, yeah, just like and, – and one thing, one initiative, I don't know where to take it yet, but I, I definitely want to make this a thing, is having honeybee kind of farms. You know, I, I don't want everybody to become a crazy beekeeper, but the, the population of the honeybee is is – declining drastically and people are like oh no that's pseudoscience it's just a dip and it's like no they're dying by, by the millions and millions so what i'd like to see is communities or even just people doing this in their own backyards get some get some honeybees you know feed them or whatever i haven't figured it out i just thought of this a couple days ago but feed them i was actually thinking make a product or, or a system if somebody smarter than me you know richer than me can do this it'd be better it's kind of like you build your own kit in your backyard. You, you you pretty much help these these bees thrive and you know live and try to just counteract the damage that that all of these pesticides, insecticides, and all these horrible things are doing to our bees and to our vegetables and to our planet. And this is one of the the kind of underlying crises. Is everyone's looking at climate change, but nobody's looking at oh crap! If we can't pollinate foods, uh, we will not have foods. So all these vegetarians that are like oh no, don't eat meat, meat is murder. It's like, okay, yeah, meat is murder, but all the veggies you're eating right now, in 10, 20 years, if, if we're really screw things up, there's going to be no, no veggies. There, there's going to be no um, veggies for the meat to be eating, so you can eat the meat even. So those are my, my two big things, like plant something, you know, grow trees, grow, grow flowers, go back to nature, you know. Um, and number two, somehow help the honeybees donate for donate to foundations that that help i mean i i'd love to uh love to ha have some off the top of my head but i'm sure we can put some in the show notes and, and support your local uh organic grocery store your local neighbor your, your local farmer you know just if somebody's making something and taking it back to nature support that person because we need so much more of that um, we've gone too much in the way of McDonald's and Walmart and all of this bullshit. We, we really need to, to take things back to nature in order to save the planet. So that's my little rant um, on, on what we can do. I, I'm pretty passionate about it. Um, I got a bit of fire in my belly, but at the same time, it's like, how can you not be, you know, like if you, if you want your kids to, to grow up on this planet without, you know, these air pollution masks or whatever, these air filters, gas masks, then like do something. Do something. Don't wait for somebody else to do something. You got to go out. You got to do it. You got to, you know, inspire people. You got to lead the way because if you're listening to this podcast, you're already thinking differently. Now, thinking differently is great, but start doing differently. That's what makes a real change. So, yeah. Who in history would you most like to have met? Um, I was going to tell you an asshole answer, but... Uh, uh, no, no, you got to give me the gut answer. What's the gut answer first? Man, well, I was going to say, like, well, you know, either, like, Hitler, Mao, or, or, or um, Stalin. Those are my favorite guys, but no, no. <laughs> but here's the punch. thing. It doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be a good person, though. Well, from what well, we think I'd like to punch them in the face uh, if, if I meet them, but um, you know what? To, to be honest with you, I, I don't really think about... Meeting somebody from the past. I mean, like, I'm sure all the philosophers would be cool to meet and everything. But I, I'm, I'm focused on, on the present very much and focused on, on the future and, and trying to just better people and, and better the planet through just education and, and knowledge and, and doing the right thing. So who would I like to meet? Maybe Jack LaLanne. That guy inspired a generation of, of healthiness and, and fitness and, and just, like, you know, he, he just he had this fire in his eyes, man. He, like, that was a truly great man. I like it. Uh, yeah. That's I. That one hadn't crossed my mind before. I love that answer, though. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, maybe Prince. <laughs> no, but um, R.I.P. Man. Um, but no, no, like I mean, this year has been horrible for losing artists. It's it's been it's been brutal. So yeah, I mean, but every year is. But like this year, like it came in like boom, like, it was wave. Anyway, um, so yeah, Jack Lalanne, awesome guy. One of my uh, one of my inspirations when I see him doing push-ups at ninety and I can barely crank him out at twenty-eight, I'm like, oh, there's there's something wrong with me. I have to try harder. <laughs> so with all this talk about philosophy, yep. What's the one question I should ask you? Ooh, mm, I don't know. I think I've already answered the why. Maybe the how. I'm I'm not sure. You know, I feel like you know what you stumped me, man. I I do not. Um, you do right. not. 
Actually, you know, ask me where I've got this uh, anatomy cut from. But I won't have an answer for you because it was a gift. So probably to check Amazon or something. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Then You'd let's, let's go with something different. What keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night? Um, Call of Duty and my Kindle. How about from the standpoint of thought? I, 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 knew, I, I knew you were talking about that, but I figured I'd, <laughs> I'd yeah, in the eye with a stupid answer. Um, with thought, I'd say mainly just, just being worried that I'm not as good as I can be at the present moment, you know, to, to be as effective as I can be for my clients and for my friends and for my family. So I've always had issues with uh, kind of like self-esteem. I've been, I've been, you know, overweight. I, I, I've, you know, been to the, the verge of alcoholism when I was younger and, and I've done a lot of stupid shit with my body and, 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 you know, I just, I guess that helped me develop a kind of a low self-esteem or low self-image and just recently I'm starting to, to build that back up. But one thing I'm constantly, I'm a perfectionist. So just not being perfect keeps me up at night, you know, and I know nobody's perfect, but I see these people that are either my age or younger. I know life's not a competition, but they're, they're achieving so much more and, and they have this knowledge, right? So even though they, they can't really express it as well, maybe that's my gift, expressing knowledge. Um, even though they can't express it as well, they have it and I'm jealous of it, right? I'm like, oh man, I wish I could, I could read a book without, you know, getting distracted by a bird flying outside or, or whatever. Like uh, I might be a little ADD or ADHD, whatever they call it. I think everyone is, but um, it's just an excuse to sell pills. Um, get your kids some exercise and they won't need ADHD medication. Well, maybe not always true, but you know, there, there's some bad stuff going on with pharma, big pharma. I sound paranoid now, so I'm just going to stop stop heading down this pathway <laughs> but yeah I, I just want to constantly improve and um there, there's a concept i live by it's uh from japan it's called kaizen and it it means continuous improvement and originally they started this with factories and and with um producing automobiles and they're like what can we do better right and i like it i like the idea of being better tomorrow more better tomorrow than you are today and i've actually got the uh the japanese kanji of uh kaizen tattooed on my chest because that's, that's how close to, to my heart it is. So um, people are always like, oh, do you know what that means? It might mean like uh, stupid or something. And I'm like, no, trust me, I researched it, I, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, continuously improving uh, myself and trying to reach that, that perfection in, in, what I, in what I strive for is what keeps me up at night. Because I know I'll never get to where I want to be because the goal just keeps changing. I, I do this, I want to do this. I do this, I, and you know, it, it's... That's my that's my um, kind of life's passion, you know, is just continuously improving myself and others around me. So, yeah. sorry, I, I keep ranting, man. I feel no. like I, I, I'm I'm wasting your questions that you have for no, me. No, no, this, these, you know. this has been great. Uh, I think people are going to be able to take a lot from this. Uh, what is something talking about like this perfection, this perfection? But what is something we can do to simplify our health that's currently so overcomplicated because we keep searching for this perfection? Well, one of the the biggest things, because there's a lot of facets of health, there's a lot of angles we can approach health from, and for some people, health looks differently than you know to someone else. So, for example, um, there, there's people that are walking around at five four, two hundred and fifty pounds of uh, you know fifty percent body fat, right? And some people are saying, oh. That's healthy. That's fine as long as this person's happy or whatever. And the question becomes, is it really healthy? You know, um, is that just their perception of healthy or is being healthy having a six pack? I think it, the answer lies in between. And I think it's just taking care of your body, listening to it, you know, eating good food. Um, the, the biggest plug I can give is the Paleo Solution by Rob Wolf. Amazing book. It helped change my life. It helped change several clients' lives. And it continues uh, impacting me today. And while I have not necessarily moved away from it, but I've refined it um, for what works for me. And I tell people, do what works for you, you know. Test it out. See what happens. Add stuff back in. You know, if you're allergic to dairy, that sucks. Take dairy out. Um, if you find, like, you add it back in, there's no bad side effects. Hey, awesome. Good job. So I'd say read that book. Get get kind of some background on, on our bodies. And just, just live more with the way that nature intended us to live you know if it comes in a package or a box or it, it, it's got more sugar than it does any sort of nutritious content maybe don't eat it you know like uh put the twinkies away go go out for a walk have a, have a banana instead you know it's nature's twinkie whatever the twinkies will be here when you're 150 and it'll be the same one so you don't have to worry about it 
you know what? Yeah, you can put them in a warehouse. You can take them out. You know, I think there's actually an apocalypse movie where where they're like uh, they come back thirty years and there's still a box of Twinkies and they're perfectly uh, intact. So um, yeah, they're kind of like cockroaches. I mean, they're probably actually no, no. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I didn't want to insult cockroaches. They're probably more nutritious in value than than, than Twinkies. But uh, the crunch would, would be off-putting. Little squiggling legs in your mouth. Um, but you know, have you heard of people eating crickets now? This is like a thing. Like, I tried making some these cricket bars. They were actually very good. You know, it's just like, it makes me a little squeamish, but then I'm like, it's so cool because the impact on the environment is very low, right? Um, but to me, it's like, oh man, like I'm eating like 200 crickets right now. It's like, Ugh. But you talk about the impact on the environment with something like that. Mm. And it's like, okay, if 0.0001% of the population is doing it right now, like yeah. it's such a small percentage. What if that even just goes up to 1% or 2% of the world? Like what happens to crickets and then everything that falls in line with crickets, how does that affect it? Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at it, if we, let's say everybody on earth was forced to have a cricket bar as, as or a cricket meal, whatever, as uh, as part of their, their, their daily um, routine, we could cut down on greenhouse gases like crazy because cows in the huge farming industrial complex right now, um, it, it's heating the earth. You know, it's not just factories doing this, it's, it's giant factory farms. And this is a real problem that, that people are facing because the demand for, for meat, the demand for beef is, is so high, right? So if we cut that demand by, you know, 30%, everybody's, I, I mean, I don't want to force people to eat anything, but if we need to do this for, for the survival of our planet, shit, I think, I think we'll have to take the hit, eat a cricket bar for, for breakfast, whatever, you know, um, because they're so, they're so sustainable, like it's, you just make you know crickets like they, they last forever. Um, or just well, they go don't with last the local pastured meats that you talked about before too. Yeah, yeah, that's that's an awesome idea. Support support the people doing the right thing. You know, it's kind of like each time you go shop at um, I don't know what big chain you have, probably like Walmart, right? Well, Walmart's actually getting organic food, which is amazing. But yeah, so each time you go shop at like one of these big places and you pick up the three ninety nine. Um, two pounds of chicken breast, right? You got to think about what's the true price of that, that chicken breast. It's, it's not three ninety nine. Like you're, you're fucking with your health here. You're, you're ingesting hormones, antibiotics, even if you're not anti on antibiotics, if what you're eating is on antibiotics. Guess what? You're, you're also on <laughs> antibiotics. I'm sorry. And guess what? Those stomach problems you're having might be slightly related to that. Might not be, but take a look. Um, so yes, Local local support very important. You know, support your local trainer, support your local check practitioner too. Um, these big box gyms, while they're great, they they ha they hire high school students who who they figure you know will be good at selling. And um, while doing some exercises better than none, you can actually get really hurt if you're working with somebody who's not um, not a trained professional or is not serious about their craft or who's texting as you're as you're doing 200 pound back squats and all of a sudden you start you're rotating your, your barbell is, is turning towards the mirror and, and, and you're like oh, I wonder if there's something wrong in my form my back kind of hurts after that set and the trainer's like oh no yeah it's just muscles it's like okay thanks so um, support your local economy, support the people that you feel are doing the right thing. I mean, I'm not for or against veganism. I feel like that's a fantastic choice if you want to do that. If you feel like your body responds best to that and you're happier doing that, go for it. You know, I personally um, can't make that jump, not yet. Um, I love animals, but at the same time, I love feeling healthy and, and you know, I like to thrive. So I like to uh, support my local Chipotle and... Uh, <laughs> They, they 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 make good food, um, antibiotic free for the most part. Yeah, that, that's my rant on supporting local farmers and companies and people that you feel are doing the right thing. So then, uh, Claude, a few questions in closing here. Last one I always I ask everybody: Who would you want to hear on this podcast, and what would you want to ask them or hear them talk about? Hmm, this is a good question. Um, let's let's bring it back a bit. Let's get Chairman Mao on here. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, don't get Chairman Mao. Get um, like Rob Wolf or Paul Check. Has Paul Check been on here? Not yet, he right? not. No, I got to, I get, next time I see the guy, I got to bend his arm, get him on both of our podcasts. Well, no, he probably <laughs> kick my ass. The guy's. Yeah, I'd say be careful with that one. Yeah, the guy's deadlifting three times my, my, my weight, and I'm like at 195 right now. And then he used to train boxers for the military. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he would, I mean, he seems like a very, nice gentle non-violent person but i'm sure if i snuck up behind him and like hey get on our podcast he'd like whip around and you, you i'd turn to dust he'd... there's a mix of buddhist monk and the, talking about the ninjas before like, oh yeah in a combination there so you got to watch out 
Yeah, yeah. And it might just it might not even be something that he wanted to do. It might just be reflex, you know, the old military training days. He kicks my ass, you know, he's like, Oh, oops, sorry about that. You okay? Uh, let's do some Reiki on you. Uh, what would but, you want to ask him? Or what would you want to talk about? You know what? Um, I just love listening to him speak. Like, the guy can talk about um, the paint that he used to color his house, you know, and I'll be like, Holy crap, that's fascinating. Because he's such a, a technician, he is so, uh, such an expert in everything he does. And while this is me from the outside looking in to, to you know, just because I've learned from him, I've, I've attended several talks that he's given, I've, you know, gone through several correspondence courses, I've, I've read his books, and he is just so committed and passionate about everything he does. And it does not seem like he does something that he's not willing to, to put in 100% effort for. And that's, that's I think, uh, a shortcoming of humanity right now. We kind of, we're kind of everywhere, jack of all trades, master of none, um, I know that's not the full saying now. They're saying jack of all trades, master of none, better than whatever the hell. Um, but yeah, just ask him, you know, um, about squatting. Ask him about nutrition. Like the the man is a um, an encyclopedia of just knowledge, and and he's a really funny guy too. I mean, I yes. I love listening to him speak. He's got a great personality, and I find as he uh, as he as he matures and as he gets wiser, he um. He, he let go. He lets go a little bit more, and um, he's he's just like just thinking about him right now and putting these vibes out. I, I feel calmer and happier myself, you know. So the guy's awesome. Uh, for Rob Wolf, I know this um, this dude. He's moved a little bit away from from the diet thing. He's, he still does like um, blogs and articles, but he's very much worried about the um, the direction humanity's taking uh, politically, um, environmentally, stuff like that. So I mean. To have him on, just talk about health and environment, and ask him the same questions about about life extension. He'll probably have a, a better answer for you. I do know he was working. I don't want to take up uh, too much of your time here, but I know he was working with his local uh, fire department, I believe police department, and yeah. he was doing these um, risk assessment programs. And by changing their diets and, and their exercises, the city was saving millions of dollars. <laughs> there was less sick days, and there was happier, healthier people um, performing these these duties. So um, I feel like if if he could if he could expand on that and kind of you know grow that across the U.S. and Canada and that would make not only um, better performing uh, first responders, but it would save us millions and millions, perhaps billions of dollars that we can put to things like um, sustaining the earth and and just doing environmentally friendly things and promoting and subsidizing grass-fed cows and you know we're just building a race to the politicians that do these things. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, <laughs> let's let's just let them have all the money. Or you, you know, you know what? That's 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 not fair. Some politicians are good, but also they're they're lobbyist friends. We should let them have some money too. That's you know? true. I, I feel like Walmart needs more subsidies to to pay its employees six dollars an hour, and they're also on welfare at the same time. I mean, all the government's just saying, okay, we'll pay it. Walmart welfare. Um, you know, I don't want to get into this. There's so many blog posts out there. Just type in Walmart welfare and you'll you'll be angry for days. Well, let's go look at some better stuff. So where can our listeners yes. find out more about you? Oh, um, well, at www.coachclaude.com. So that's C-O-A, I think, C-H-K-L-A-U-D. So I spell my name weird. Um, it's K-L-A-U-D, not C-L-A-U-D. I've gotten... C L A D. I've got C L O D. So K L A U D. That's it's a cooler way to spell it. Um, just imagine like Santa Claus, but instead of an S at the end, you put a D, and then then you find me. But yeah, and also we're um, we're going to be launching our our podcast soon. So we're going to steal some of your listeners, if not all of them. I'm joking. We'll have <laughs> to have a, a they're synergy. All great, they're all great guests. You know what? I, I like them. I like especially the the three that have hung on this far. They're my favorite. I'm joking. I'm sure there's more. Four, I tend to put people even. to sleep when I rant. So hopefully nobody's driving while, while they're listening to this. <laughs> I'll just cause major, uh, major pileups. So the Optimum Human Podcast. So look for that on iTunes around the time this comes out. Check out our website, theoptimumhuman.com. Uh, I loved getting that URL. It was, uh, it was pretty nice. Surprised it wasn't right taken. Yeah. Maybe it's cursed like an Indian burial ground. Anyway, I'm just like this tangent master. So if you want to hear more of me, um, check out our podcasts. If you want to hear less of me, check out our podcasts where we interview people. That's usually you know other people talking. We've got to actually get you on there, Nick. I'd love to come on. Yeah, I mean, um, 
No, that would be that would be fantastic. So we'll send you a, a Calendly link. I kind of right stole on. that from you. Yeah, um, makes it simple. Yeah. It does. It really does. It's so worth it. Um, but thank you for for having me on. Do you have any closing questions for I, me? I, I think everybody right now, make sure go out check out all this stuff we've talked about here. Go check out Awesome Human uh, podcast. But I think most importantly, go out and uh, support the local farmers go out eating all all the good local stuff and vote really with your money make that environment better yeah. treat yeah, the vote nature with right your money. like it, the, the future is in your hands it's a collective thing you can't wait for your local politicians or whatever to do it you have to do it if you feel like your local politician this is another thing i'm passionate about if you feel like your local politicians are not doing a good job go out there run for office it doesn't you don't have to have a, a masters in politics or whatever for a lot of the local stuff you can just get in there and then work your way up. You can become mayor. You can you can do a lot. Just be passionate about it. Do it, and and you can make it happen. So that that's my uh, that's my little speech on, on that. Right on, Claude. Well, thank you again for your time. Uh, everybody, you for go check out this stuff. It's gonna it's gonna be uh, it's gonna help change the world. So, Claude, keep I hope up so. the great work. So. Thank we you need so to. much. We have no choice. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to head over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to get your top 10 world-class nutrition tips from the experts to help you simplify your health journey. While you're there, go to my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Also, if the show has helped you out in any way, please head over to iTunes to give the Bare Naked Health Podcast a positive comment and a five-star rating. This really goes a long way in getting the word out with how simple health can be and helping to share the podcast with others. Mm-hmm.